it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the second generation sensation, Brian Hardy, and you are watching the greatest YouTube series of all time, Stu's Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. Landmark 60th, 60 episodes, and my guest is none other than Mr. Richie Sorrentino, the head man at Good Times Guaranteed, a production company out of Staten Island, New York, a great friend. This is going to be very, very good. Richie has booked some of the top talent in wrestling from the glory years. Bret Hart, Scott Hall, there's a story about Kevin Nash too, a very funny story. He's booked Kevin subsequently, but there was a good story from years ago in a bar in a hotel. I'll let you listen to that one in a bit. He has also booked many stars of entertainment and the music industry over the years prior to doing wrestling conventions. So you get to hear about all this and more. So without further ado, my good friend, Richie Sorrentino of Good Times Guaranteed. GTG, enjoy. My guest all the way from Staten Island, New York, my good brother, my friend, Mr. GTG himself, Mr. Richie Sorrentino. How's it going, Richie? Honored to be here, Stewie. Honored to be a Stu's Wrestling Podcast. I've been trying to be on this thing since day one. I don't know who was calling me, and he's like, you got to join Stu's Podcast. And all of a sudden, everybody's on it but me. And Barry's like, listen, you're not a wrestler, bro. I'm like, yeah, but I book a lot of wrestlers. Like, but you're not a wrestler. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, all right. And then over the over time, obviously, me and you, we spoke Stu a bunch of times. You know, yeah. I'm glad to be here, bro. It's been a thank long you, time. Thank you, thank you. I've really have been able to make it. I, res- I respect you. I look up to you. And you- you've been very, very good to me, especially through the last six, seven, eight months, man. It's, it's eight months, isn't it? Since yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, man. This whole pandemic started. Absolutely, man. So, first things first, I want to talk to you about promoting and the production side of Good Times Guaranteed. And, okay. and what you know what, what's been happening over the years. I think we'll start with that, mate. That's that's the that's the good. All right. So for uh, those of you who don't know, for the, for those of you who don't know me, whether you live in the United Kingdom, France, Germany, America, Richie Sarantino's my name. I have a company called Good Times Guarantee. We do a lot of wrestling signings, a lot of wrestling bookings. Lately, due to this pandemic, we're doing wrestling auctions on Facebook. Check out GTG Wrestling Auctions. Pretty good. Usually go on Wednesday nights. About 6, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, American time. Okay. Now, t- going back 20 years ago, used to work in music business. Worked with a bunch of acts. Did what I had to do. We're talking on the microphone. Hype up crowds. So from there, built connections. Had little slogans, for example. The guy your mother wants you about. Your ex-girlfriend's her DJ. Current girlfriend's her bad boy. Your favorite entertainer's favorite entertainer. <laughs> Richie Sorrentino. Then I would go like this, GTG, throw the microphone up in the air, and the fans would go, good times guaranteed. It was never meant to be a company. Now we have like beanie hats. I have one on me. Beanie hats, beanie hats, beanie hats. There's definitely one near me. You need to send me one of these, yeah. Hold on. There's definitely a beanie. Hold on. I definitely have one on this table. Yeah, there we go right here. 
So I got, we got the little beanie hat. Yeah. We're going to get one sent this way soon. We got the little certificates here that, you know, shows that, you know, we were there when, you know, items got done. But it was never meant to be that way. It was just a slogan I said in music. But eight, nine years ago, I started working with wrestling guys. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. And you guys are more than welcome to check, check out YouTube or check out, you know, GTG Wrestling Auctions on Facebook. Trying to build a little thing on Twitter and Instagram, but hasn't really... I haven't really put too much time into it, but basically Facebook's my main source. So what's up today, Stewie? What can I, what can I answer for you? Just want to know like how obviously first, the first guys you booked as it pertains to wrestlers, who are some okay. of the first guys you worked with building it, building it up to where it is today. Okay. But obviously the inception so in terms of, of wrestling, in terms of wrestling. So I worked for a DJ company. I used to work for a radio station. I'll get into that maybe later on in this conversation, but I worked for a DJ company. They did weddings, sweet 16s, communions, you know, little family events. Somewhere along the lines, a guy had a baseball card store, another guy an ice cream store. The two guys were arch enemies. They both booked wrestling guys. I was cool with both guys. So one guy would book DiBiase, one guy would book Ric Flair. So I would show up at both. And if I couldn't be at both, I'd send one group of guys to one place and I'd go to the other place. So, you know, it was pretty cool. And then, you know, I'm, I'm meeting a new wrestling guy. I met Paul Barrow like that. I met Teddy DiBiase like that. A bunch of guys I met through that way. One of the fans, he kept seeing me out. He kept seeing me out. Again, I didn't really know this guy from a hole in the wall. And, you know, became a good friend of mine later on, years later. And he came up to me and goes, Rich, listen, I don't know you that well. I see you with all these wrestling things, DJing and different things, hyping up the crowd. I would have a Jimmy Hart megaphone. It was cold. I said it was like 10 degrees outside. Jimmy Hart megaphone. Be like, all right, guys, I know it's cold outside. Just wait. Come on, the guy's doing a shot thing in an ice cream store. Who the hell wants ice cream 10 degrees outside? <laughs> But neither here nor there. So this guy's name's name's Lewis. He has a, he has um he has his own wrestling thing. He does Ultimate Stars Promotions. If anyone wants to check them out, he approached me and he goes, "Listen, Rich, I heard you did a lot of music stuff. He know too much about me. He just knew I booked a lot of music acts." He goes, "I have this connection with Rob Terry, TNA at the time, back 2010, 2011, maybe." He goes, "What do you think about we do this guy at a thing called Big Event? Big Event's a big known thing in New York." I said, "You know what? How much is going to cost me?" He said X, Y, Z. I said, you know what? I've always invested. I'm an investor. That's what I do. I do a bunch of things, but that's one of the things I do. So I said, right, you know what? I'm going to invest. Let's see how it goes. So we rolled the dice on Rob Terry. He was the first guy that I officially booked as GTG. First guy. He's, he's a Welsh. He's from Wales as well, Richie. Yeah, yeah. He's south. He's south. I'm north, man. So yeah, I like I like Rob Terry. We need to try and get him on. Actually, I've tried messaging him. You need to uh, you need to work your magic. I haven't spoken to him in a while, man. He's been doing these um bodybuilding tournaments. Yeah, yeah. He's totally away from wrestling, isn't he? It looks it looks that way at the moment. You got you got to look at it like this. Where can you make money? You know, the guy. You know, he had he had the look. He had the look. Good look. Good physique. Can't knock that. Great guy. Nothing, nothing bad to say about him. But it's a politics game. You know, they didn't train him right. They started him off too soon in, in the, um, what was he, an impact? They started him too soon in impact, TNA, whatever you want to call them. Started them off too soon over there. And he, um, you know, he won titles. He did things there. But, again, it's all about what the bookers want to see and what they want to do. You know, but, yeah, Rob, Rob's a great guy. I worked with him a few times afterwards. Great guy. I've seen him at conventions. He's went out of his way. Russell Khan, they do WrestleMania week. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Russell Khan, he came over to me once and he goes, Rich, listen, my vendor doesn't have eight by tens of me. Do you have any? I said, Rob, I don't have you booked. How the hell would I have your eight by tens? Some vendors, some vendors, they don't know what the hell they're doing, man, in this wrestling thing. At least you know. You're from you're from the you've done the entertainment biz for years. So yeah. Legit, you're legit, Rich. I'm not blowing smoke either. I'm just saying that how it is. You do it properly. Man, listen, I always tell people, and, and I'm sure you see this on my Facebook, reputation matters. And mm -hmm. anybody else that know me, Richie Sorrentino, you could Google it. You could um, Wikipedia. I'm not on Wikipedia yet. Not on there yet. But <laughs> one day, one day. Have, I have done some other things, but I'm not going to get into that. We'll just stick with wrestling today. We could talk about some music stuff. But Wikipedia, I should be on with some TV stuff. I'm not going to get into that today. We'll stick with the wrestling. So what do we got, Stu? What do you got for me? What questions? Right. What I want to ask now, Rich, we'll follow on from what we've been talking about. Who who do you want to book in the future? I know at the moment it's kind of hard booking events, but who's who's in the pipeline? Who would you like to get as well? That's what I want to ask you. Okay. Which guys are on the hit list, on Richie Sorrentino's hit list? No problem. Well? A lot of guys, I repeat and I book them. Bret Hart, I book them every year, Russell Khan. 
Scott Hall, I book a few times a year. Horowitz is my guy. I got to thank Barry Horowitz, Perrin Back. I know he was on your show. Barry Horowitz, my guy, was a big help to Good Times Guaranteed Facebook group. You know, when we started this whole Good Times Guaranteed thing as a as like as like a company, I didn't take it seriously. It was just something we put on the edge. It was a slogan I used, and then you know we did it. And then I was doing things with other people. I really didn't push it. Once this pandemic hit, everyone's like, Rich, you got to push it. You got to push it. I had shirts in the past done, and I didn't push it. This time around, we got like, what? Have you seen the group? We got like 6,000 people in there now. Uh, throwing yeah, day. man. It, it's, you know? it's brilliant. So Barry, I got to thank. So, you know, Barry, yeah, man. De- Deborah, Michael, she fell through on a deal. Tori Wilson, I'm trying to work on. So it's just a matter of them feeling safe. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's really the problem. And then in the United States, it seems everybody's a vendor now all of a sudden through this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, if I book a guy, then everybody wants to book a guy and vice versa. So there's certain guys I wanted to book and I had to turn them down. The difference so, is though, Rich, you'll, you'll know, you know, these fly-by-night guys that are setting set up because they've got nothing better to do. Right. You know, I, I get you. You know what you're doing. That's the difference. So they, if, that, a fan, if a fan comes in, I didn't mean to cut you off. If a fan comes in and they want to get, um, let's say, tugboat, and they already booked them two weeks ago, what good is it for me to bring him in live? Mm-hmm. You know, the fan doesn't know really who's popular, you know, not only who's popular, but who's the known guy and who's not. They're just on there browsing and they're looking, oh, Facebook Live, this is cool, you know. And I'll share other people's stuff. Me personally, it's not about, oh, Richie Sarantino, oh, GTG is the best. Because we, I don't, I don't think that way. No, I no, no. A friend of mine or a buddy of mine that I network with, I'm going to my friend Nick. And I'll, and I'll push other people in this chat. Captain's Corner's name of his company. You guys are going to check him out. He had Ronnie Garvin. It was no conflict to me. I was doing nothing that night. Hit the little share button on Facebook. If the guy made sales from it, God bless. You know? But yeah. that's how I am. Absolutely, man. And going to, like, obviously, when you when you do these conventions and stuff like that, are you running around like a madman sorting stuff out, or is it pretty calm? That's what I want to know. The day of... The day of the event, how is Richie Sorrentino? What's his psyche? What's okay, his mindset? It, it, it depends on what we're doing. So I'll be honest, man. Anything WrestleCon related, WrestleMania week, stressful week, man. Stressful week. You got these guys with you, especially if you got multiple guys, multiple personalities around you. Like I, Again, I book Bret Hart every year at WrestleCon. If anybody's ever been to a WrestleCon or WWE Fan Access, you know it's packed. Okay, So WrestleMania week, we had Bret the Man Hart. Two years ago, because last year was no WrestleMania, right? Two years ago, New York City, some hotel. Don't know the name of it. Can't think of it. Marriott, maybe. Don't call me. Okay? Bret Hart's line had the longest line in the place. So people had to wait two, three hours for this guy. I, one lady fell. She had, like, um, she was dehydrated. I gave her water and everything. Yeah. Oh, bad. What can you do? The guy's line was so long, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, Bret, you know, he's paid to be there a certain amount of hours. So, if fans still want to buy, it's like, do you buy the, do you spend the more money to pay for the guy? You want to get as many people in as you can. But then Brett's going to talk to the fan. Brett, Brett's a very nice guy. I know Brett's one of your favorite guys. Absolutely. Brett's, hands down. Hands yeah, down, I'm Rich, the greatest. Right. Brett, Brett, right. Brett, Brett's a very cool guy. You know, you know, does he have his moments? He have his days? Everybody has a bad day. Mm-hmm. But like Brett, when I had him, I had him the day when he got jumped at the Hall of Fame thing. So he had to leave my thing early to go to the Hall of Fame. I was supposed to go there. I think I told you this once in private. I was supposed to go to that Hall of Fame thing. And my father called me. He's one who got me into wrestling. And he goes, listen, New Japan guys, you may mess with God in. My friends backed out, like his friends, whoever it was, I don't know whoever his friends are. They backed out. He had extra tickets. So you know what, Dad? I'm seven blocks away. I'll go there instead of going to Hall of Fame. Had I been to Hall of Fame, I would have been right there when Brett got jumped. Smart. Sometimes, you know, sometimes things weren't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be there that night. Bit, bit of a silly, bit of a silly moment from that guy when Travis Brown ex UFC's front row with Ronda, and he decides to jump Brett. <laughs> the stupid, stupid thing, right? They all silly. pounded on him. Yeah, they all pounded on him. I honestly felt like this. You had a guy who was on your show who's related to the Hearts pounded on him pretty good. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you look at your past shows. There's yeah. a guy pounded on, pounded on the. I don't know if it's on the television or not, but he pounded on the guy pretty good. Yeah, man. Rich, I want to ask you now, who else have you been booking outside of wrestling? Because I know you book other people from entertainment as well, okay. so it'd be cool to... So, all right. So, yeah, I, I do a bunch of different things. Like he said earlier, you know, I do music stuff. 
My music stuff, I kind of like backtracked a little bit. I got older now. My friends started having kids, started getting married. So, you know, I did a lot of nightlife, nightclubs and concerts and things like that. So I see it more like this, that, you know, as you get older, things take a little bit of a break. And then there's reunion parties. Once there's reunion parties of things I did when I was younger, I'm sure I'll be on those shows. Plenty of flyers I was on as an entertainer. So I see it more as when I work with wrestling guys, I'm an entertainer like they were. Other guys are just promoters. It's not what I do. Like we could book a whole convention. If someone wants to book me and they want to book a whole convention, we could do that. Other guys can't. But um, in terms of people that we book and we work with, there was a girl in your, she was in your country. She did a show, Marissa Jade. She was in um, Big Brother Celebrity Series, Marissa Jade. Absolutely. She was, she, she was, was on. She was, a, she was on my show. She was actually at my house. This house you see right in the background, she was here in my apartment. Marissa Jade. She did a live with us. She's been here a few times since. Very nice girl. Lives in Staten Island. Gina Marie Zimmerman. She was on another show, Staten Island. She was, actually, she's the um, the real princess of Staten Island, if you guys know the Carmella story. If you don't, I'll be more than happy to tell you, Stewie, if you guys don't know. Fire, fire it for my listeners. You've told me, but it, we need – it's a general right. thing, man. Let's, let's, you well, tell I'll the tell story about Gina here. Marie. Okay, so you guys um, – there's a girl named Gina Marie Zimmerman. who's on the show in America called Big Brother. There's about 20 of them. So Big Brother season 15 she was on. Now, Carmelo, when she first came with Enzo and all of them, the whole gimmick was based off of Gina Marie Zimmerman, the whole gimmick. And Enzo's a vouch for this. He did a video recently. I don't know if I sent you the video, Stewie. I might have. But he plugs Gina Marie. If I didn't send it to you, I'll send it to you privately. But this girl's – and, again, it's not, it's not um, Carmelo's fault in any way. This was all WWE. Yeah, they, saw, yeah. they saw Gina Marie. And like, the real Princess Stan Allen – and what's her name? Um, Carmella. She's never been to Staten Island. Nice <laughs> Girls from Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. How they talk? And how New Yorkers talk? Like how I talk? And how they talk in Boston? It's a little, it's a little different. Yeah, man. So you know, you know, it, it is what it is. But yeah, they basically took a whole gimmick and they rode with it. And they, they made good money. And now I think Carmella's doing a new gimmick now. I think she changed the gimmick a little bit because that story got the Gina Marie thing wasn't really known until I started making it more known this year. Because Gina Marie was more the type, like she did her show. And then she was like, um, you know what? You know, I want to get back to normal life. She wasn't really big into all. Oh, I'm a reality star. She did a few conventions. She did one with, um, she did a big event, which is in New York City, bigeventny.com. And they do a lot of, anybody wants to come to the United States, you're more than welcome to come. They do it twice a year. So it was Gina Marie Zimmerman and Angelina from Jersey Shore. They were together, sitting at a table. I didn't have them booked. But Gina Marie was about to get a Hulk Hogan pick. And Angelina was with Gina Marie. And they're like, we're getting a Hulk Hogan pick. And I had somebody with me. I don't remember who it was. Couldn't tell you. But when I heard the word Hulk Hogan, I said, I'm going with you guys. Because I knew Angelina, too. From just, I knew how she standing. A lot of people stand out in Brooklyn people. I can't make this up. So like, <laughs> when I live in out in Brooklyn, New York, they're all from this area. So when Angelina said, we're getting Hulk Hogan right now. Okay, I just invited myself to go with them. So like, Hulk Hogan, who the hell doesn't want to meet him? So I took their picks with Hulk Hogan, and I said, Angelina, take my pick with Hulk Hogan. I got this blurry freaking pick with Hulk Hogan. And it's all Angelina's fault. I'll show you the pick. Yeah. It's the worst pick in the world. And every time I see this girl, and if anybody sees Angelina, or you want to tweet her, or you want Instagram her, you tell her Richie Sorrentino said, you screwed up his Instagram. You shooting at it. You want to Instagram your face? You tell her she screwed up my fucking photo. At least, my language, at, least, at least the girls out there photos are rich. Oh yeah, they got that. Yeah, yeah, man, you got screwed. Blowy as can be, but there's no, but there's no dispute that I was with the guy. So I'm glad that I got the photo with him. I did meet Hogan two other times. But, you know, Hogan's a busy guy. It's hard to get a picture with him. You know. How how was he? How was Hogan? He he was good. He he was good. Like I said, you know, he was there doing his fan, you know, meet and greet stuff. So I didn't get to talk to him long. However, Jimmy Hart's a good buddy of mine. Jimmy Hart, I booked a lot of times. Jimmy Hart, I probably would say. I probably booked the most out of talents. And a few times, Hulk Hogan's called Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy Hart's put him on speaker, and Hogan spoke to him. Jimmy and Hogan are close. They own a lot of businesses yeah, together. Absolutely. Whether it's known or not known, mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys flat out. They own a lot of businesses. So Jimmy and Hulk always talk. Jimmy owes Hulk a lot of stuff, and Hulk owes Jimmy. Whatever went on in the 1980s, I don't know. But Hogan's very loyal to Jimmy, and Jimmy's very loyal to Hogan. I'll tell you the first thing Jimmy ever told me when I booked him. He goes, Rich, I'll come to any show you want as long as WWE or Hulk Hogan doesn't tell me to cancel. First thing Jimmy Hart ever told me. 
He never ages. He never ages, Jimmy. He still oh, looks. Man, he looks. Age, yeah. He looks superb. He, he looks everything. And and you know, let, let's not forget, he was a musician as well. He, he was in the he was in the band years ago prior to wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the he was in the Gentry's. Yeah, it. man. No, no, they were like number five in America back in um, 1950s, maybe 60s, something like that. And he sang a lot of WWE songs. You know, Jimmy Hart. You know, he did his thing. He's cool. He's cool, man. In terms of You've worked with some musicians who've done some stuff with WWE. Can you tell us, the listeners, the viewers, a bit more yeah, about sure, that as well? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, there's there's a few, but the main two, I'll just go with the recent wrestling guys, the recent ones. So you guys already know Jimmy Hart, he did whatever he did. You know, he sang a lot of the songs with Jim Johnston was in the background doing the instrumentals and stuff. Good music back then. I think I spoke to you about that the other day too. Absolutely, music man. Music was way better back well then. Well better. The, the entrance music is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Everybody knew the songs. Today, mm-hmm. the guy's yeah. songs, and the songs are good. They just changed the songs for no reason. You know, Bret Hart's song came out. Everybody was good to go. So, Michael, so whether you're a good guy or a bad guy, everybody knew their songs. But, um, so you got Kim Sazi for one. She sings the Bell Twins theme songs. You know, the, the one with the two of them together. So, Kim Sazi, she's a girl from Long Island, New York. This girl, I booked her early 2000s. She'd work a lot of dance music scene. That's what I was in. She had a song called Feeling Me. She had a few other songs. Feel Your Love Tonight. You know, like I said, she was big in like New York, New Jersey, like East Coast of the United States. She wasn't big all over the all over the country. She wasn't Selena Gomez big. But this girl ended up years later working with WWE, doing the things there. And then you're familiar with the Randy Orton theme song, his current song? Well, uh, Red, Red Theory played it live at WrestleMania, yeah, okay. WrestleMania 30 when I was there. Yep, the lead musician of that, the guy's name is Richard Luzzi. I knew him back in the day, Rich Luzzi, Digital Allies, another guy from Long Island. I was from Staten Island. So we kind of knew the same people. And there was a thing called KTU Radio out of New York City. And the, both of those acts played on that radio station. I was working at KTU. I was also doing nightlife events. I was also booking talent. So why would I not book these guys who are playing on the radio when I get them cheaper? So it made sense for me to book them. Who would have thought... 15, 17 years later, they'd be singing WWF songs. Or WWE, rather. Who would have thought? There's a few other artists, too, but those are the main two since, um, you know, those are the more popular ones of newer talent. He, he's got a very distinctive voice as well, to be fair. You can't, doesn't sound like anybody else with his vocal. Oh, yeah. that, that, that's what I find, anyway. See, I, got, see, I do have eyes, guys. There's a reason I'm wearing <laughs> sunglasses, I'll tell you. So... This is my gimmick now when I do my um, when I do my shows. I wear the, wear the aviators. So it's like, Rich, what are you bringing back? The movie Top Gun? I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, I do have eyes, have nice little blue eyes out there. But yeah. yeah, I do like the aviators. Looks cool, I think, you know. But that's why I do that. But um, actually, I'll make you laugh. The first time I ever wore aviators on, aviators on a live, I had a bad migraine that day. We're going to cancel the show. And I have other guys I work with in GTG, and they, they have items and stuff like Rich. You need to talk. We can't talk. Like my head is pounding. So we were talking about the aviator. So I wasn't going to do the show. I said, we're not doing it tonight. We're doing it another night. And everybody got on my case. I said, you know what? If I put the shades on, it'd be dark. I could sell the stuff. Within 10, 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes we watched the video, you could see I wasn't all there. 15 minutes in, headaches started going away. From that moment on, everyone was like, dude, the aviators look good on you. Guys and girls said this. Listen, I don't, I don't mind the girls telling me. Guys saying it to me, it's a little, little creepy, nothing against it. A little creepy, guys saying it to me. The girls saying it to me, I didn't mind, you know. But um, teach their own, you know. Everybody's got their way of doing things, and it's cool. But, yeah, the aviators, they kind of caught on, and it's become a thing, so I just stick with it now. When I do videos again, I do have eyes. Yeah, they are nice little bit. You have eyes. Like, Rich, you don't have eyes. I have eyes. Rich, tell the listeners and viewers. Obviously, I know the answer to this because I message you quite a lot during the week. Who do you get compared to? What the, your lookalikes? That's why I want the people to hear about. Oh, my lookalikes. Oh, yeah. forget it, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you all three of them right now. There's three of them, I think. Might even be four, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with the ones I can think of top of my head. So you got Mickey James's ex, the um, the guy from the Spirit Squad, Kenny. Kenny Dykstra. Dykstra, yeah. Right, so that guy off the top, he said my hair spiked. If you anybody wants to check out my Facebook or I don't know if it's on Instagram, maybe Twitter. I don't really use Instagram or Twitter, guys. So I guess Facebook's my best way to go. I have my hair flipped. So so does this guy. You know, he's he's skinny guy. Like if you look, I'm not I'm, a, you know, I'm not the biggest yeah. guy in the room. But so he's he's lanky guy, just a little more cut than I am. But he had a spiky hair, so did I. 
So me and him kind of looked similar. So me and him always got compared. Now you got Orange Cassidy only because of the shades. <laughs> I usually wear the light skin shades, the light ones yeah. I usually wear. So me and him always get compared now. Plus his hair is short, you know. I'll let his hair grow a little bit, I guess. I don't see me in Orange Cassidy. The other guy I see it. Orange Cassidy, other than the shades, I don't see it. Some people said that big no Owen Hart due to the big nose and the eyes and the big. You've got the tape. You've got the tape on the door there as well. The Owen Hart. Yeah, the, the tape. So like, Halloween. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got the tape Owen Hart. Yeah, for the yeah. um. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, we got that tape for the Owen Hart Siren version. But yeah, my cousin put that up for like Halloween decorations. I don't know why, but teach their own. Don't don't, don't care what people do. Like I said, if you guys, if you watch my videos, guys, I know Stewie's watching. Watch my videos. People just show up at my house to eat my food. They show up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't control that. But yeah, there's like Dylan Hot Sirens back there when he did that. Was he Nation of Domination at that time? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was switching. But those over. were the three. Those were the three guys yeah, that I get compared to, especially especially Dykstra, because I booked Mickey James a lot when she was in TNA, and I'd always hear about it. Oh, you you two are a good couple. Why'd you break up? And I'm like, I never dated her. <laughs> Like they, they thought I was that guy, you know. So it was like, oh, I, was like, I gotta buy a green jumpsuit. If anybody knows, and, and maybe your country has them, where they get the generic, you know, jumpsuits and stuff, where you can like buy customized cosplay things, I will gladly buy a Spirit Squad outfit. I don't have them in America. I try. I'll put the word out, Rich. I'll see if someone yeah. can do it, Rich. I want to get back to it again. Who has been your favorite people to book? Over the years in wrestling, go with the wrestlers first because obviously we were a wrestling okay, show. Right, let's do the wrestling. Let's do the wrestling. Favorite guys to book in wrestling. Let's see. Okay, Scott Hall. You're going to hear good stories. You're going to hear bad stories about. I'm not going to dispute there's some bad stories. Scott Hall, when he's on his when he's on his game without his demons, great guy. Scott Hall's definitely definitely told me a lot about the business. Scott Hall's definitely good. Jimmy Hart, definitely mm -hmm. good. Barry Horowitz, definitely good. I'm not just saying that because my sponsor are good times guaranteed. But Barry, definitely good guy. Um, who else? Let's see. Mickey James, when she was in TNA, I kind of lost touch with her since she went back to the degree. Mickey James was good. Um, her husband, Magnus, she did later on and worked with him a few times. He was a good guy. But I would say Mickey James, Scott Hall, Jimmy Hart, Bret Hart, class act guy. It was just hard to talk with him because he's busy. You know, Bret Hart mm -hmm. really couldn't interact with him a lot as much. You know, one, some years I didn't, some years I didn't. The Anvil, before he um, had the old-timers, he was a very good guy. Um, even, when, even when he didn't have the old-timers, he had some good stories. You know, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, when you work with them and they pass away, you know, I remember calling his wife, like, the next day he passed away. I didn't know what to say, you know, because she started coming out with us at the end because he was getting old-timers. And, um, you know, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, Jim Nardwell, we had some good times. Tyson Kidd, you had on your show, we had some good Sorry. times. Yeah. Bob Holly, great guy. Mm -hmm. But definitely Mickey James, Jimmy Hart, Scott Hall, Barry Horowitz, no particular order. Those four, maybe I'm missing somebody that I'm thinking of. Nash, I can't put on the list. You know, there's stories with that. If you want to go into that, we can go into that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, I, will, I, I go in for the scoop, Rich. You can't just okay, scoot, you can't scoot round, Kevin no, Nash. No, before I get into before I get into this, it's all soft now. Me and Nash were cool. There's no, yeah. no problems. Yeah. But I'm going to tell the story how it is, and, and 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 Kevin will tell you the same story. Kevin was booked by me to do an event. He now I did go through middlemen, being the guys who ran the event. So he thought they booked him, and I worked for them. Wasn't the story. So he was misinformed from the start. I didn't know that. I booked this whole hotel room. I said, no incidentals. For those who don't know, that means nothing gets charged to the rooms. Okay? This guy's spending money left and right at the bar. Now I'm at the bar. I'm drinking. I'm on the opposite side of the bar. He's on one side of the bar. My credit card company calls me. Now, I work in the credit field. So this, this was even more funny about it. They're like, did you happen to spend $3,000, $4,000? And I'm like, no. Like, at this hotel. I'm like, I'm at the hotel right now. I maybe spent 30 bucks, but not on this credit card. They're like, well, how did this credit card? I'm like, wait a second. I use this for the hotel. I'm looking around to see Nash. So my crazy ass, drunk ass could be two, three o'clock in the morning. I said, Kevin, we need to talk. Because no, we don't. So no, Kevin, we need to talk. Now I'm saying this nice, politely now. It wasn't nice and politely when this happened. Pretty stupid move on my part. Kevin's a big dude, big guy. Okay. And I have booked Kevin three or four times since. So, you know, whatever happened, happened. So what ended up happening was like, Kevin, this money's coming off the top of your money tomorrow. Because it was like the night before the event. He's like, no, you're paying me my money tomorrow. I'm like, no, I'm not paying you money. And I have partners in this and everything. 
I said, no, I'm not paying you money tomorrow. You owe me money for the, for the alcohol. This guy has me up against the wall, up against the wall. He's like, well, what are you going to do about it now? So I'm not going to do nothing about it. I hope you beat this shit out of me right now. And like the fans, they knew me, so they were tape recording. I said, listen, Kevin, I'm not paying you tomorrow. And I was calm, collective, maybe a little bit more calm and collective than I sound now because I was drinking. I was drinking. He was drinking. You know, I'm telling you the, the best PG-rated version of this I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm up against the wall. Definitely was threatened by the man. Mickey James came in and she saved the day. She goes, Kevin, put fucking Sorrentino down. Okay? Put him down. Mickey James got him off of me. You know, me and Mickey James, you know, we went off, you know, we went off, we went to the bar, whatever we did over there at the bar. You know, Mickey James, very nice girl, very polite before she was married. You know, she, very cool girl, hang out with. You know, once she was married, I really tried to, um, business was business. You know, we, we still hung out and stuff, but I always wanted to make sure the husband was included so that mm -hmm. nobody got any wrong ideas. Yeah, but mom. the girls, are, you know, the girls you got to watch when you work with them because you could be accused of things. And listen, I've been lucky enough to work with girls that nobody's accused me of anything. Nobody's like, you know, I've worked with Rebel. She was a TNA. She's in AW now. I've worked with Renee Michelle. She's married to Drake Maverick. She, he's also um, a UK guy, Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud. Absolutely, mate. He's, he's Birmingham, yeah, so Midlands. I remember being in the car with her and um, who was the guy? Um, Nigel McGuinness. They were in the car. And I didn't know Nigel McGuinness. And Drake Maverick were really close years ago. I never knew that. So Renee Michelle, when she was talking to, to Nigel, they really didn't know each other that well. And he was saying how much he knew Drake Maverick. His real name is James, by the way. So if I say Rockstar Spud or this or James, James is the guy's name. So so James, and they're talking back and forth in the car. I'm like, wait a second. Renee, you never really like met Nigel McGuinness? Like you did WWE stuff. She goes, I don't really know. But like Nigel McGuinness and Rockstar Spud, whatever you want to call him, they started out UK together. They knew each other well. Small world sometimes. You never know who's going to be in the car with you when you do these wrestling things. And then you get stuck sometimes with people in your car that didn't have even your talent. And someone's like, hey, listen, drop them off the airport. They're going to the same place as you. You remember the guy, Yoshi Tatsu? I do. I, I've met Yoshi yeah. at uh, WrestleMania 29 Fan Access right. when it was at the Meadow. I, no, I it wasn't I the Meadowlands, was it? Where was, where was Access, Rich? 29. Was it, at the, it wasn't at MSG, was it? Where did they do access? That was probably in New Jersey somewhere, I think. Meadowlands, wasn't it, I think? And they, it, was at, it was at the Meadowlands, it was? Uh, did that thing? And they did Raw. The was at the Meadowlands? Was that MetLife Stadium? Sorry. Anyway, I've, I've sidetracked you. Yeah. No, 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 it's, all, it's all good. They might, they might have did it in, um, if they didn't do it in New Jersey, they did it in New York. So you think where New Jersey is, where New York is, there's like a little tunnel, and it's so close that they do a lot of things together. Mm -hmm. It's like in football, for example, if anybody watches the National Football League in America, it'd be like New York Giants, New York Jets. To me, they're the New Jersey Jets and the New York Giants. I don't take them seriously as a New York team. Buffalo Bills are really New York, but I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. It's a story for another day. But um, Yoshi. Yoshi Tatsu, <laughs> we got him in the car. Now, Mike Knox was with me. He knew how to speak Japanese because they wrestled in Japan. Mm -hmm. So Mike Knox, he came with us. You know, he was already with us. We're going to the same airport. Three-hour three hour car ride back to where we had to go. Yoshi Tatsu, something happened with him and Jinder Mahal. Jinder was, he wasn't the champ yet. So he got released the first time. So he was at the same place. But him and Yoshi Tatsu went through like an incident. So instead of something happening with them too, we're like, Yoshi, just come with us. But I didn't understand the word that the man said. Okay, He's Very little English he spoke. But there's a story behind this. So we, we got him to the airport. Got Mike Knox to the airport. Mike Knox, I think he's running for governor or something. Don't, I kind of lost touch with him, but he's on Facebook. If anybody wants to check him out. And um, Yoshi Tatsu the next week, and I always feel bad for this. I, if I would never drop him off at the airport, this would never happen. The next week, AJ Styles in the Bullet Club, New Japan. Yoshi Tatsu broke his neck due to Styles class. Yeah, yeah. If he I'm was ready, never on the yeah, airplane, yeah. that would have never happened. I was going to took him to the airport. <laughs> Rich! <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Some yeah, stuff man. just happens. You can't make it up. Who, who's been, if, you, if it's all right asking who's been hard work to work with. I know you said about the incident with Nash, but okay. it's all cool now. Yeah, like I said, the Nash, we had that one incident, yeah. and then I've worked with Nash a few times since. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's Scott and I get along good. Scott and, Scott and Kevin obviously get along good. You know, Scott kind of told Kevin, hey, listen, Rich was just the, you know, he was his own promoter. Like, I don't want his own promoter because I'm not a promoter. But he was his own vendor, salesman. Mm -hmm. He was his own salesman. And, like, 
he booked through the um, the guys who ran the event. And that was my mistake. I booked through those guys. So he thought I worked for them. So he figured, okay, listen, these guys are making so much money drawing the event. He thought it was their money, not mm-hmm. my money. So me and Kevin, we spoke about it. We've done other shows. No, no problem with Kevin. Difficult to work with. And again, a lot of these guys, there's good stories and bad stories. I've worked with Sid a few times. He's another one. Got Grammy. Grammy. I asked him to stay an extra 10 minutes because we had Brett. This is New Orleans, okay? I don't remember much of the story I drank. If anybody ever been to New Orleans in the United States, uh, you've New called Orleans, Street, Canal Street, stay far, far, far yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drink those hurricanes and those grenades. Yeah. It is bad, okay? Yeah. It's good so fun, though. It's good fun, though, there, Rich. I don't remember much about New Orleans, but I can tell you this. Bret Hart had a long line. So I had Bret at that time. I had Sid. I had Melissa Santos, who was married to Brian Cage. Yeah. I had um, Austin Aries, who just got released. And I believe I had somebody at New Orleans. New Orleans. I had Jim Neidhart and Jimmy Hart right before. They, there was less of them all together. Okay. So Jimmy Hart's line was long. No, Jimmy Hart. Bret Hart's line was long. So when Sid's time was up, Half the people for Sid's line were really on Brett's line. They didn't realize it. Mike said, listen, stay here an extra 15 minutes. You, know, you got paid good money. Now, Sid, he made good money that weekend. So like, I'm not staying. I want X, Y, and Z. He wanted some party favors to catch my drift. Okay? He wanted some party favors. I'm like, listen, you're not getting those favors until you, know, you kill another 10, 15 minutes. I didn't care what the price was going to be. Sid grabs me. And again, it's like a Mickey James story all over again. Bob Holly comes out of nowhere. I didn't even have Bob Holly book. I didn't even know Bob Holly was in the building. And Bob Holly gets right in Sid's face. He says, listen, Richie Santino, you don't touch this guy. And, and, and they worked it out. And Bob Holly's like, Rich, listen, just work, walk away. You have other guys here. Sid's going to do the right things. Just sit there 15 minutes. You're going to sign all the guys' stuff. So I walked away. Spoke to Bob a few days later. And Bob was like, hey, listen. I used to ride with Sid back in the day. We used to ride together. And that's the only reason why Sid didn't like choke slam you to the table. It's like, okay, but you got to understand, Bob, it's a business. I needed my money. You know what I mean? The guy got paid good money. You know, a lot of fans couldn't get to see him. I'm willing to pay him extra money to stay long. I stay an extra 15 minutes. You know, listen, these guys are getting paid three, four, five thousand dollars, okay? Per day. I had a guy there for two days. You can't stay an extra 15 minutes, and I'm still willing to pay you. Now, I've spoken to Sid since he's done a GTG video for me. You know, Sidney's one of those guys, it's like a Scott Hall type thing. They have their good days, they have their bad days. Again, mm. Scott Hall's not a bad guy. No, no. Not a bad guy. Sid is not a bad guy either. It's just that sometimes certain demons, I'll leave it at that. Because these guys, you know, Scott Hall, I can send a friend. You know, Sid is a guy I booked. I can't really consider him a friend. I'd be lying if I say he's a friend's guy I booked. But like Scott's guy, I can call him up. He's a friend of mine. Tony Atlas, he's a friend of mine. Absolutely. Rick Allen, he, he's pro, you know, I think he was on your show. He was. Rick, I love Rick. Rick Allen, good I love friend Rick. of mine. I, I don't even have his hat here. But he, I, always, I always wear his, Um, he has a security company out in New York City. Yep. Guy's a, million, guy's a millionaire. Nobody knows this. He's a no, millionaire. No, no. Millionaire. Millionaire. Owns this big security company, left wrestling. I was like, oh, man, this guy did nothing. No, he was big, huge security company and he does have the best face masks for this pandemic i tried on 20 different ones and this guy sent me the best one and i'm waiting to get more from him so rick allen if you ever watch this video (laughs) send him over to my house you know my address rick what a lovely great guy what a lovely man he is down to earth man he's he's a good guy tugboat's another one very easy to work with you know sometimes on facebook it's hard to get a hold of them but once you get him on person Tugboat, I've never had an issue with. You know, there are certain guys, once you're with them, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Jimmy Hart's always been fun. Tugboat's, Tugboat's came went to Rocky statue. You remember Reno Riggins? Yeah. I don't know if he did your show or not. He will be coming on. I've been in contact good, with him. Good guy. I met him one time. A friend of mine, Jerry, had him. And, and he'll tell you this. Ask him about the Rocky statue. Ask him who he was with, okay? Ask him, okay? So now, using my friend Jerry, same last name as me, no relation. Me and, and Reno Riggins. And we're running up the rocky steps. We're running up the steps. Barry Horowitz was so mad that he didn't come. Okay, I got two rocky stories. That one with Reno Riggins. And then Tugboat was supposed to a shock mess, the helmet. I'm walking around the rocky statue with the helmet on. I'm walking around. Because they move the statue every so often. They move it around. It's like with the steps. I remember wearing the shock mess, the helmet. I almost fell off my ass with the helmet. Because I would just take this guy's helmet. You cannot see. Listen, if anybody ever saw a shock mess, the helmet, I don't yeah. know if anybody did or not. Would, you have any fan access or any convention, whether it's in 
United Kingdom, United States, Germany, wherever, Asia. Okay, if you see that Shockmaster helmet, the real one, and you put that on, you cannot see anything. So I can understand why the man fell. <laughs> nothing to do with the man lumber. You can't see nothing. I and mean, these shades are pretty dark. I can't see out of these. I can only imagine in that guy's thing. You can't breathe on the thing. No. Nope. And then the guy just falls right down. But no, Fred, Fred, Fred's a good sport, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I give it to Fred. People bring that up to him all the time. It's like, damn, this guy did so much in wrestling. He's remembered he for did. the Shockmaster. He shit. did, mate. He, he was... Oh. My dad's, my dad's favourite tag team, The Natural Disasters, when we were younger. He loved them. He, he loved Earthquake and Typhoon, man. They're brilliant. Rich, I think we should segue into that. We haven't spoken about when you watched wrestling as a kid. I'm gonna, I wanted to ask you about that as well. That was on my list of stuff to ask. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Ask away, man. Yeah, just he like when, up, I think. I mean, when so did you you're with me, right? Yeah. When did you first when did you first encounter pro wrestling as a kid and just yeah, the, the, the okay, origin. So the origin. It kind of got like forced. It, it, it kind of got forced on me. I would be given like LJN toys from my parents. I would be um, Hulk Hogan those those Tonka things. They came out later, right? So let's just stick with the LJNs. I got that big wrestling LJN ring. You remember them? The big rubber. Yeah, you know, the yeah. Big rubber guys. Yeah. Big ring. I got those little kid. I played with them. I played with He Man. I would play with um, whoever was '80s. If they were '80s cartoons, I'd play with them. So I'll play with these toys, whatever the case, figures, whatever you want to call them. You know, it's like, there's Hulk Hogan, there's this one. Then my father's watching wrestling, I'm like, Hogan, 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 or like whoever the guys were, you know. So I'd be like the main guys, you know. So I would say probably I was born in 1984, probably about three, four years old is when I really started knowing the guys' names, what was going on. Did I watch it as, you know, like as me and you were talking and putting my full attention into it? No, but casually in passing as I'm playing with my toys, or doing other things, or eating whatever I was eating as a little kid, I would definitely be like, damn, these guys are pretty good, man. The storytelling was good, you know? And, and I always, you know, I was a big Hogan fan. Big Hogan fan. But I did cheer for the bad guys. Rick Rude was one of my guys. Rick Rude, Rick Rude versus Warrior? I was going for Rick Rude. <laughs> Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. When Warrior beat Hogan, I was pissed when Warrior beat him. See, I, I, there, preferred, there certain times. I preferred Warrior Rich. I've got to be honest. Yeah, see, I liked Hogan. I didn't, like, I didn't like Warrior until he started fighting against Savage with the Macho King. Yeah, man. That's when I was more a Warrior fan. When he fought against like yeah. Rick Rude, Rick Rude was my guy. Yeah, so Rick Rude didn't fight Hulk Hogan. Even though it was bad guy, Rick Rude didn't really didn't put him against Hogan. So Rick Rude... He was my guy. Like if it was like bad guys, Rick Rude's my guy. Fan favorites. You know, a lot of times I rooted for the fan favorites. And as I got older, it was more the villains. Because then Rick Flair was my guy. You know, but Rick Rude and Hogan, early late eighties, those are my two guys. By far, it's random. Everyone's like Rick Rude. I was like, not Piper. And I'm like, no, nope. Rick Rude was my guy. I didn't watch much WCW and WA at that time. How about events around the New York area that you've been to? Some of the standouts. You've been you've been in attendance at some big big events, and New York's held on a pedestal when it comes to wrestling with Chicago, Philadelphia. So, how was it? Your experiences watching the events, man? Madison Square Garden. They call it the Mecca. They call it. Mm-hmm. But um, Madison Square. I was there for the curtain call with the whole Hall Nash that whole situation there. My father used to work at this job. ABN something or other, some bank. Used to get free box tickets. Used to always go to the events. So if he didn't get the box tickets, we would go regardless. Now, in the beginning, I would get dragged to go because I was, I was a young kid. I didn't want to go all the time. But then as I got older, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, so again, we're going to wrestling, you know? So WrestleMania 10, probably I was probably in like third, fourth grade, maybe. I had my WrestleMania 10 shirt. I probably still have it somewhere. I tried to sell it in an auction. Nobody wanted to buy it. Why did nobody take it, Rich? I, I don't know. I nobody couldn't believe it. it. I couldn't believe it, you know. But, but I still got it. Nobody signed it, though. I still got the shirt. It's somewhere, it's somewhere in this apartment. Mm. But WrestleMania 10 was there for that. The whole Owen Hart beating Brett, which I was shocked that happened. I was shocked. You know, Owen, I think, he was more serious about the wrestling than Brett. He had the – again, I was a big Brett fan. I know you, Brett, were one of your main guys. I was a big Brett fan. Mm-hmm. Was he my top guy? No. But Owen – from everybody I've spoken to in the business, they all said Owen took wrestling way more serious than Brett. And I know Brett takes it. Brett, his whole house is still like his own like swine of, of stuff. 
Brett's titles, Brett's this. Yeah, Brett's yeah. And I've sent Brett a lot of stuff for private signings. So I know Brett, you know, he sends me pictures and stuff of you know him signing the stuff. And I see the man's house and it's like, damn, everything, his whole wall, see my wall's like plain? His wall is like, um, his wall's all Brett Hart. You know, but Owen, the guy took it a hundred times more serious to my understanding. And Brett, you know, I'm sure you, maybe he didn't. I'll tell it anyway, for those who didn't know. I'm sure you know, but for those who don't know, the Tom McGee story, Holy Grail of Tapes. Absolutely. You know okay, right. Okay. So Bret Hart made this guy Tom McGee, for those who don't know, made him look like a star. He asked him before the match, what are your three or four best moves? And the guy's like, okay, what do you want to do? And Bret's like, don't worry about it. I'll call the match. He made this guy Tom McGee look so great that Bret, that, um, that Vincent Man gave Tom McGee a four-year contract and said he's going to be the next Hulk Hogan. Didn't work out that way for Tom McGee. Tom McGee these days skinnier than me. You know, it is what it is. But Brett was Brett was one of those guys that he can make other guys look good. And a lot of these technical wrestlers, they could do that. Dean Malenko. Um, dare I say Chris Benoit? I'm going to say Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. Um, you know, I'm going to throw Horowitz in this technical wrestler. Brett Hart. These guys made people look good. And Brett pretty much can wrestle anybody. Big guys, small guys. The Horowitz, same thing. And again, as a kid, I wasn't a big Horowitz fan. As I got older and I met the guy and I learned more about him, and I was like, oh, you know what? Horowitz, I respect. But back then as a kid, I'm not going to say that. I told Horowitz as a kid, I didn't care for him one way or the other. But as I was saying pretty much, you know, Barry, I really didn't know much about mm -hmm. other than he always lost. You know, I didn't, you know, didn't really know much about him. I did know him. I was in the light. I did remember him in Global Wrestling. I don't know if they had that where you guys lived. No, we didn't get we didn't get all the okay. we didn't get all that, the territorials that, that was on ESPN. Yeah. So Global Wrestling, Barry would win matches. So he was a two-time light heavyweight champion. He beat X Pac, I think, and he beat Jerry Lynn. So I knew the guy did win matches, but again, I was still young. I didn't really know much about it. I had no idea the guy beat Ken Shamrock in 1988. You guys probably don't know that until I just told you. So, you know, there's things, a lot of house shows, guys like Horowitz and Brooklyn Brawler and Iron Sheik, not, not Iron Sheik, Iron Mike Sharp, they would win, but people didn't see it. So, so when they fought on TV, you'd be like, okay, Iron Mike Sharp did win when we saw him at the house shows because there wasn't much TV back then. So the house shows of Iron Mike Sharp beat, and they would put the guys against each other. Like Sam Houston was another guy. He's Jake the Snake's half-brother. Yeah. He didn't win many matches. But Barry would beat him. Sam Houston would beat him back. Dusty Wolf was another one. You should get him on the show. Dusty Wolf's on um, Facebook. You, you've, you've put in my way, I think. Yeah, maybe. I, I, just, yeah, I, just, need to, I just need to follow, follow it up. I, like. I don't know him that well. I know Barry. They kind of live near each other. I know you had Randy Hogan. Randy's another one. I didn't know him that well. I vaguely remembered him in WCW. And me and him became good friends. I know he's been on your show. Randy's a good guy. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, you don't really realize until you get older, you know, that they put their time in Absolutely. and that, you know, the, 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 the bookers determine who wins and who loses. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're still taking a beating just like everybody else. There's certain guys that can't wrestle. And, I, and I'm going to say it only because Bert Hart says it a hundred times. It's, it's ingrained in my head. Goldberg couldn't really wrestle. Okay. And to Bert Hart, I will always say, why is Goldberg in the whole thing? Now, listen, I always liked Goldberg. Fan of Goldberg, I like Goldberg. But when he when he did what he did with the kick, and you're a big Bret Hart fan, so I'm sure you feel the same way. Absolutely. When he Bret Hart and like, kind of like, you know, ruined his career, I didn't like Goldberg after that. Now, it wasn't done on purpose, but... you got to take you got to take care of the guys, haven't you? But, but, he, but he, they rushed him in. So that wasn't, you know, they gave him the streak quick, they rushed him in. Mm -hmm. The guy had the look. Certain Absolutely. guys, you have to, you have to build them up. You, if you remember, they had great colleague that time. Couldn't wrestle for nothing. Couldn't wrestle for anything. He had the world title. He beat the Undertaker, and then next thing, next month, he was losing to Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's it's just sometimes how it goes, isn't it? But he was imposing. He was it was the look, wasn't it? But he couldn't do. He was limited, wasn't he? And, and in my opinion, the belts just change hands so See, often these days. They do, mate. I, can, I can't even watch the product that often. I can't even watch it. It's it's needs it, feuds feuds need to be built how they used to be built years ago. But there's too many pay per views and stuff now, and there's different things many, going on. There's too many guys. Like mm -hmm. if, let's say WWF. They bought WCW. They should have never told anybody they bought it and just had them do their own thing. WWF does their own thing. Maybe once a year they fight each other. And that's what they should have did. But they let it out the cat out of the bag too soon. And the contracts, I'm sure you know, 
a lot of them were signed to, yeah. to Turner. They weren't yeah. signed to WCW. So they didn't have the best guys in in the whole Lions angle, which I thought was going to be good. It wasn't mm-hmm. good. They didn't have any good guys. No. No Hall, no Hogan, mm-hmm. no Sting. How do you have WCW when the main guy is Buff Bagwell? Nothing against Buff, nice guy, but he didn't last very long, though, Buff. That's it, man. That's it. Rich, I need to, uh, I need to ask you now. Where can we find you? Where can we find Richie? Where can we find GTJ? Just okay. yeah, just surmising about about GTJ if you we can. We have a website for clothing, which I do not know by heart. But I will tell you the group page, which I will always post on. www.facebook.com slash groups slash good times guaranteed. You go there, hit enter, show the group page. Because check me, I believe my thing is www.facebook.com slash Richie Sorrentino. Should be. Should be. Don't quote me on this. If not, inbox Stewie and he'll be more than happy to tell you my, my Facebook. But yeah, those, those are the main two places to find me. My Twitter, I need to update. My Instagram, I need to update. I think the only one I have on Instagram, I don't really have many people on it. I really don't use Instagram. Everybody tells me to use Instagram. I never really got into that. I'll be I was here. a big MySpace guy, but... You need to, you need to, Instagram, Instagram's good, you know. Somebody says, yeah, I just never really got into that. You know, yeah. I gotta get the ball rolling. You said that, you said that about the social stuff, didn't you, at the start of the interview, so yeah, that's cool, man. Richie Sorrentino, Mr. GTG, good times guaranteed himself. Thank you very much for coming on today, man. Flying the flag for the UK from rugby, this is Evade Escape with their single, Already Know. This episode is brought to you in association with Powered 4 TV. So go and check them out for anything wrestling related, old events, new events when we come out of COVID, podcasts, you name it, it's all there at Powered 4 TV. So find them across social media. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.